It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Is this video or just audio? Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. You know what to do. Like what you see, what you hear. Hit that subscribe button. About three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at all the usual spots, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with author-illustrator Charlie Mackesy. We're going to be discussing the new animated version of his uh, very famous book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. It's out now on uh, on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, let's see. We're gonna. He's going to tell the story of how the, the journey began from making drawings just to cheer up his friends before becoming an online success that led to a book and now, of course, the animated short film. Uh, we're going to hear about his uh, connections to the characters and the messages they all give. That's probably the most important part of this if you're familiar with the book itself. Uh, let's see. Charlie's also going to discuss working with uh, Isabel Wallerbridge. Yes, that is Phoebe Wallerbridge's sister uh, on the score and the cast. Idris Elba, Tom Hollander. It's a very fun story also about uh, Gabriel Byrne. All that and more. We're talking about the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. It's Kyle Meredith with Charlie Mackesy. Nice to meet you, Kyle. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, let me uh, congratulate you on all of the success from this beautiful, beautiful story that's now uh, part of a beautiful film as well. Congre- congratulations. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess what we let, we start with a little bit of the history. These 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 started out as drawings, right? Just uh, just on your socials. What's what's the what's the path from where these started to now being the film that it uh, that it's become? Well, they began as really drawings to share with my friends. I, w- I was just like I was a WhatsApp group, and they were, you know, we used to chat about stuff, and I would share these these conversations with my friends, and then we talk about them. And then, I mean, I've got mount, literally like mountains of them in this room. Like, I mean, a sea, if you can see below my feet, you can't really see much for drawing. So that's how it began. And then 
yeah, I shared them on Instagram and, uh, you know, was quite surprised by the reactions to them. And so I just kept going. And then a year later, you know, we I was approached to make a book. I didn't really think they were good enough to make a book, to be honest. I really didn't. I thought I didn't really know what would happen. But we made a book. Um, and then I was really <laughs> still in a state of complete shock about the book and the reaction to it. And then, you know, a little while after that, we, we were kind of in conversation about making a film. And so we, two years later, we, we made this little film. And that, that's where we are now. It's kind of crazy, really. Um, I'm still kind of wondering how on earth it all happened because all I was doing was trying to make, cheer up my friends. You know, <laughs> that's literally what I was trying to do. The things that are said, just not from the boy, but but from all of your characters in this, I mean, I found it incredibly touching and incredibly helpful. Uh, and and <laughs> things that I need to, yeah, things things that I needed to hear, things things that helped me in 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 small parts of my day. But but as you've talked about, like you know, you did choose a boy. You 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 chose someone young as your character. And I don't know how much thought yeah. went into that or if it was natural, but but why why did you land on someone a- around that age? It's a really good question. And I don't, I wish I had a clear answer, but I think it, I think I, there's still part of me deep within me that is kind of that boy. You know, I feel sometimes when the, when life gets bewildering or confusing, I, I often, well, whoa, there, there's the inner child in me. Um, and I think there was an instinct more than any kind of objective decision. So he just sort of, there he was, you know. <laughs> and I like the shape of him. I like the relationship, the size of head to body. You know, I, I just like how he, he's, he's great to draw. You know, I like drawing him and I like drawing them all. All the characters in it. Because there were many others that were in the in the environment at the time, like the polar bear and the penguin. You know, there are others, but I think these four kind of stuck with me because I loved drawing them, and they all had such different characteristics. They they seemed to fit together, you know. Um, so yeah, the boy is probably me or all of us somewhere, you know. I mean, <laughs> opening opening up that film with just him saying, "I'm lost," because it right. says so much, and, and and that was my age. I mean, how how. How do you still connect with that age? And and maybe it's not that hard, you know. But uh, but but to have that as the opening line, you know, what what did that say for for connecting? You know, I always felt that uh, a lot of our lives are spent trying to impress people. To I don't know why, but ultimately we want to be connected. I think our chief desire is for connection, and I think the best way to get it is by being vulnerable and being honest about what we really feel, even though we try to impress with cars or money or houses or whatever it is that he thinks impressive ultimately you know real connection comes i think through telling the truth of who we really are and so the boy i wanted him to declare how he really felt straight away you know what are you doing here and instead of saying well i'm here because i've walked this far and then he just goes you know this is how i this is this is how i feel and this is the reality of where i am and it's, it's summed up a lot of how i felt a lot of my life is kind of lost you know uh, you know, and still do sometimes. Um, and so I wanted the mold to connect with the boy's lostness and then respond to it. And the whole journey is centered around the boy's lostness and looking for home. Yeah. So I wanted him to say it early on, you know. That that journey and, and him being lost and especially seeing this as an animated feature. I mean, the one thing it reminded me of was a lot of, or not a lot of, but but some of the animated features that I grew up on in the eighties and, and certainly also from the seventies in the sense that it was darker. 
there are really dark moments of this. And I'm not talking yeah. about very scary moments, but but it is darker. How did how did you want it represented in in that light? Well, I think you know, life is difficult. I I, I think for anyone, um, and with it, 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 with varying degrees of difficulty. And I, I I felt like the journey needed to have a storm. It needed to have moments where things were really tough. Uh, where the boy basically crumples and says, I can't do this anymore, I can't, you know, and I've been in that situation many times. Um, yeah, I think everybody in life will. And I didn't want to skirt around any kind of issue. I wanted it to be true, even though, obviously, we've got a talking mole. I mean, it, it, it can't be really <laughs> real, but the issues they face are very real. And they work them out together. But I, I know, in my experience, and many of my friends, that we've all, you know, struggled, we've all cry for help or needed to um i think i think being human is to struggle and it's a beautiful journey but it's a difficult one and i and i wanted to address those things in a, a simple but not naive way and not to avoid those things um and so there is definite darkness um and the fox you know like he's pretty scary um and he's represents part of definitely part of maybe that have been hurt and struggle to connect or or you know don't don't trust or who attack is the best form of defense etc etc so yeah they all have their arts um and they help each other through them you know i think the connection is their way out of them or way through them um, which is what they find uh, but you know the thing is kyle you know making these story i wasn't even sure what i was doing you know i sound like i'm being really like oh i you know objective and clever <laughs> i didn't have i i didn't really have a clue um until afterwards, I think, oh, I see, that's what, oh, I get it now. Okay, so, you know, I I made the book without quite understanding it. Um, and I still qu don't quite, um, I still don't quite understand why people have responded the way they have. I love that they have, and I'm genuinely moved and flattered and surprised. But it was just a trying to be as honest and vulnerable as I could with these characters, you know. And, um, yeah, so... That's it, really. I can't remember what your question was. No, no, that's that's always so interesting because I mean, with a lot of arts, you know, I also talk to a lot of musicians, and it's, you know, right. I, I sometimes feel bad because when you're create when you're creating a song, you know, you're just you're just messing around sometimes, and and then yeah, you've exactly. got to put the blocks together, and then the end of it, you're in these moments, you're like, well, it's about <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. And if you trace back you were just messing around right or you didn't really know what you were doing and and um yeah th that's probably pretty much i was just working on instinct every day responding to things and writing about them and you know uh and and pretty soon you know you've got this kind of the four and they're together but they they weren't always together you know they had to come together and they had to come sort of by accident and one by one and um yeah, and I think ultimately, we a lot of the time we're working on some kind of primal instinct or or a, a subconscious sense of what is wrong or right. And I think we just need to listen to that part of ourselves and work from it. And then we can review it afterwards, like I'm with you reviewing something that was, you know, instinctive and without real objective reason at the time that I could find. And I think that I think a lot of life, you know, it's like that. We're not, we're still not quite sure what, what what's going on, and we just we're just making it through. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies. Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. 
and around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Charlie Mackesee. <laughs> but but the way, I mean, for, for whatever reason, for luck, anything, but um, the the... The heaviness and directness and and weight of some of these lines. I mean, it's also used in the trailer, and I didn't realize that until after I'd written it down. But asking for help isn't giving up; it's refusing to give up. Yeah, is incredible. Like, do you like in those moments? Do you remember writing that line? Do you remember that like that specific moment? The weird thing is that I wrote those lines like on this where this desk is right here. One one morning, two and a half years ago, I wrote. I was just writing that this down and I felt it really viscerally and like, because I know I, I've had to ask for help in my life a few times and it was difficult. And, but, you know, I, I was so aware at the time that it was a tough thing to do, but a brave thing to do, but it didn't look courageous. It looked the opposite. And, and it, all this stuff was just flowing out of me and I was just scribbling it and drawing it and scribbling it and drawing it. And, you know, the, the, the first question was from the boys saying, what's the bravest thing you've ever said and the horse paused in my head for quite a while and then just says well help and then he has to qualify because he would be aware the boy would think help is a brave thing to say and then he would then say ask if it isn't giving up it's refusing it's refusing it's a it's a strong thing it's it's a it's a it's a a powerful decision to make you know and it's a refusal to and it it may look like weakness but it's a real strength so all this stuff was just 
you know, yeah. just having, I was just going along with it, drinking tea and, you know, going for a walk to the park and then coming back and drawing more. I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's a strange thing, Carl, you know. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a son. He's uh, he's 15 now. And there was one moment in there where I, I don't remember the exact wording of the line, but like doing nothing with your friends isn't exactly doing nothing. And I see that happening all the time now. And it's like, oh, I'm right. I'm so happy that little moment made it in there. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember that came from a, I was about to go and see a friend for the weekend. And uh, another friend of mine, he's a very busy guy. You know, he's always got a reason for everything. And he said, so what are you going to do for the weekend? I said, I don't know. We're just going to, don't know, hang out. He said, yeah, but what are you doing? Do you have any plans? I said, no, I don't think we have it. We're just going to just chat. or just probably do nothing. He said, what, you're doing nothing? And I said, <laughs> yeah, but it's never doing nothing, is it? Like, there's always a relationship building. It's always listening. It's always going deeper with a friend. And, and I remember thinking a lot about that when got back home and just drew it that night. You know, it's, it's, it's an important thing to understand that being with each other doesn't necessarily need a, a primary activity other than just being with each other you know? and those moments like i said it's i have loved them i've loved all those little moments i i wanted to bring up real well, quick thanks, too buddy. um yeah um you know I, I was talking about the music and and that's also a powerful point of this you've got uh isabel wallerbridge doing the score yeah. and i know you sort of had a hand in that what what, <laughs> what 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 was the story on that side of things i mean how what what did you want the music to to be to say to represent you know i i kind of wanted the the it was more not how it sounded, but how how it make you feel. I I I knew how I wanted it to make the kind of emotion I was looking for, rather than that. This is how it should sound, um, and uh, and so it needed to be gentle and encouraging and, and nurturing and 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 deep and not and not too trite, have a bit of depth to it, not too jolly, but but could, could move between pathos and levity, you know, and so. Izzo and I were friends, you know, she approached me a long time ago saying, do you want to do like something on stage? You can draw and I'll play the piano. This is before lockdown. I said, yeah, that sounds fun, you know, of the book, because she had the book for ages before. And so when it came to this, doing the score, she seemed like a logical conclusion. So we talked a lot about the tunes and I would hum tunes on my phone down when I was, I remember one time in the bar, midwinter, a couple of years ago, saying, try this, da, 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 da. And then I'd send it. And then she'd come back like with, She's like an alchemist because she would just transform that into something pretty beautiful. So that's all we were doing was just exchanging tunes. Um, and and also, I, I the, the long answer, I don't know how much time we go, but the long answer is one day I, I was driving back to my old mum's who I saw every day for two years. She's in the 90s and I worked down the road from her and I killed a robin, a little songbird in my car and got out and pulled it out of the grill and it died in my hand. And then the, when I got back home, I was really distraught about it because I'd been feeding them all winter and now I'd, I'd managed somehow to be involved in one not living anymore. And, and when I was on the phone with her and I had a tune in my head and I was humming it for the robin, called, we ended up calling it him, him to the robin, which is essentially, you know, forms a large part of the, <laughs> of the score. So it's kind of, um, it came, the music from friendship and, and, and the deep desire that she, we both had, you know, she, she was so emotionally invested in in the film. It wasn't like a job for her. It was something she really wanted to do so badly. And of course, like all the all the animators, that everyone it feels really wanted to do it, and they knew it was hard. It wasn't an easy thing to do for anyone. Um, and I think Izzo's music is just, you know, it just feels right. You know, I hope 
to you. Um, it's 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 it is it's beautiful and it is gentle and it is nurturing and I don't know that I'd landed on those words, but those are all great descriptors of 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 how that feels. And 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 while you know we're talking about other people, I mean the cast in itself. I mean Eva uh, Selba, uh, right. I'm Hollander. Did you have a say in the casting? Do you know I did, Kyle, because um, I I kind of was already so immersed in the project and. Yeah, by by that time when we were choosing characters, I was kind of very involved. So uh, you know, when it came to the boy, as soon as I heard Jude's voice, I knew it was him. I was looking for someone who had a long, you know, you mentioned that word "I'm lost." I, I liked that very soft. I was brought up in the Scottish borders where they have these long vowels, and it's their voices. The accent sounds like the landscape. It's very kind of, you know, he say, "I'm lost." It's that long O. It's like this huge hill. And he's so vulnerable in his, in his sounds, and he was perfect. And Tom Hollander, I've always had really admired. I, I think he's such a he can move between being ridiculous and very serious in in a in a second. And so his voice is kind of velvety and mole like and cake like almost. You know, it's that rich sound he makes. And Idris, well, you know, scary. He's an extraordinary ability to have a scary scary voice. And then and then suddenly was giving dropping the lines of the film by you know, having suffered so much, this is what I've discovered, you know, you're loved and all these things that boy needed to hear at the time. So, but again, the, his his arc and the tone of his voice to begin with when he's threatening them all right through to when he's advising the boy on how to exist is a love. And and then you've got Gabriel Byrne, who's this, who I hand wrote the letter to in ink and said, we couldn't get hold of him. And I'm like, I just said, look, this is my last try. I'm trying to reach you. And you probably, you know, we, I wrote a little book about a boy and a mole and a fox and a horse and, you know, would you like to be the horse? If, you know, I would think your voice is amazing and the horse should be Southern Irish and here's my phone number. And then I got this call two weeks later and it, and it was like, is that Charlie? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, it's Gabriel. I said, oh, hi, Gabriel. How are you? I'm fine. Listen, I got you later. And I said, oh, thank you. You know, what do you think? Do you, do you fancy being the horse? And he just said, Charlie, I am the horse. And 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 that was like what an, I just fell over. I thought well, you're kidding, you know. Um, so that's how he joined the joined the four, and and um, and yeah. So that's the rest is is what it is. Um, yeah. And I hope they work as a quartet. I kind of felt that each character should be a certain tone or note. Like, and you got the boys, the treble, and then the ball is more alto. Then you got the um. Uh, tenors and basses with with um, Idris and, and Gabriel. So I hope they work musically. You know that, that was a real desire. Yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. That's, I mean, the stories on the casting is incredible, but that just takes it to another level right there. That's that's great. Well, the sound of their voices really matches to, to, to how it works with the music. At least it did to me. Maybe everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I kind of really was hoping that they would musically fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. So, so you have these four, as you mentioned. There are other characters in, in, in this world. Um, do you, are there already plans in play? I mean, there's there is there more story to to come here? You know, I mean, there are thousands of drawings in this house. You're 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 seeing the kind of least cluttered bit of it by looking at the ceiling. Um, but uh, you know, I hope they have more to say and do. You know, I would like that. I I feel caught in their world and. Um, there are many things that didn't make the first book and didn't make the film that, that could have done. So I think we have a pretty rich theme of ideas. Who knows, you know, who knows? maybe this is it. I, I would never presume anything. And maybe people won't even 
want to see any more of any, any but I think it would be fun to try. It'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm already seeing it to me uh, as an instant fan in that in that Winnie the Pooh sort of way, you know. Like there it is. You've created it, you know. There, there, and, and yeah, there's the world. There it is. And um, right, right. Yeah, that's nice. I would love to see that. Yeah, I would. Anyway. Oh, thanks. Thank <laughs> One you. vote of confidence oh, your you. way for what it's worth. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. No problem, Charlie. Um, again, thank you seriously for what you're oh, doing. Thank and you. for what you continue to do. I, you know, I, I see the you, you know, the drawings that you put out about nurses as well. And um, right. And it's just yeah, it, you're you're doing. Right. You're doing some great stuff in the world, and we so appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's a lovely thing to hear. Thanks so much. Good to chat to you. And my thanks, Charlie Mackesee. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse is out now on Apple TV+. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, I do hope you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, uh, subscribe. I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week. New one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Because um, this is the studio, so maybe if I put that up a little, maybe it's not going to work. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast.